welcome back, everyone. Of course, this is the better half, Craig Wiseman, in with my wife, Dr. Aaron Wiseman. Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman is how I've been doing it lately. <laughs> <laughs> Just for funs. But yeah, we're coming at you, uh, alpha female quarantine Quarantined edition. Quarantine edition. Hell yes. Yeah. We got lots to talk about. We haven't been on here since forever valentine's day i think when we were in it atlanta, was I think, february it was one. february in atlanta who knew that hot atlanta could could like be so much fun that we took a pause after that yeah yeah things got really weird since that point in time all right so yes quarantine edition we have been uh, sheltering in here in southern indiana um Indiana so far has not been one of the leading states with everything going on and particularly in our county we currently have one confirmed case and it's been like that for about two weeks now. I think it's also important to point out that in our county there's a total population of like 14, 15,000 It's right people. at 13,900. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 some people's neighborhoods are bigger than the county we yeah. live in, yes. We're, just by the number of people in our county, we're already socially distanced. We were already socially distanced. So that's been kind of the running joke um, in the local areas that traffic patterns really haven't changed a lot besides there's no school buses. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's not that many people to begin with. <laughs> but I mean, I think it has changed... Um, and we'll get into it more, like with the kids staying home, that's yes. been a big yes. difference. Um, there was a little bit of a run on food when all this first yeah, started in first. our area, which was weird. I thought I didn't think that we would do those drastic measures quite like other places were reporting. Um, and I'm trying to think what else kind of in our area. Well, the toilet paper, of course, and cleaning products, you know. There was some of that kind of on a run. You know, the find. funny thing, one thing that I think about specifically to our area is that, you know, we're Amazon Prime users yeah. and yeah. it's pretty typical that we don't get things in two days. Like that's kind of normal for yeah. us because we're yeah. so far out in the country. So that hasn't been that huge adjustment, you know, since they've changed the drops and stuff yes i do know that the ups guys had mentioned to me that they were working later they were having more and more uh deliveries uh larger larger truck loads for this time of year yeah but what i mean is like we're not really get seeing like that inconvenience of you know what i mean we're yeah. kind of used to it not yeah. getting to us yeah quickly. things don't show up anyways so yeah so that's that's kind of the synopsis. We're going to break down a little bit more what it's looking like with Team Wiseman and giving you guys some updates. And the first thing we thought we'd talk about is becoming a homeschooler. Yes, we are not fit to be homeschooling as a family. And I think that's hilarious because you're the teacher. Yes, I, <laughs> I do. I do have a master's and and uh, in public and, education yes, or in, in education and yeah. elementary at that. And uh, so it, that's a little bit eye-opening on some levels, but it's a little different when it's your own, you know. I, mean. I think it's totally different. Actually, just even today, it really, sitting back and thinking about how schoolwork went today, it's really about us getting to know our kids better, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, when to push and when to just be like, yeah. okay, you need a break. You're getting emotional here. And yeah. so... I, I feel like, I think, what are we in? Are we in like week four or five? I, I We're in week five of homeschooling. Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. And 
it's had its ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, we very much are enjoying hot tub recess. Yes. Yes. That was one of my favorite things. Whenever we told the kids that we told the kids that, Hey guys, we're going to, we're going to school's closed. You're going to have to do school from home. And the kindergartner looked at us and, uh, his, he, his eyes kind of darted back and forth a little bit. He's like, I have three recesses, you know, basically laying it out that he wasn't going to let that get cut. And then, uh, and then he, and the next thing he said was, I want two of them in the hot tub every day. Yes. Yes. So we'll talk about the hot tub in a little bit, but, but on to schooling. Yeah. It has been interesting, not only with the curriculum, but how, how to structure this in and get this done. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, it's not an easy thing like that. And then, oh, just some of the basic struggles of things, you know, like uh, we have to do PE and and you're explaining to your kid, hey, we got to go downstairs and do some sit-ups and do some, and they're just kind of looking at you like, really? Do we have to go downstairs to do sit-ups, dad? Do we need to do push-ups? Do we need to, do we need to shadow box? Yes, we do. <laughs> it's- I think it's been funny that, um, not only do we critique the kids, that they critique us yes. during gym class. <laughs> yes, that's not any good. <laughs> today when we were doing, so we did we did PE today. That's why it's pretty fresh on our minds. But uh, when I, we were going down there and Camden and I were supposed to be holding plank and he just dropped on his belly. So I just kind of like went up into down dog and he was like, uh-huh. mom, your butt's in the air. Your butt's in the air. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're taking a break. So I'm taking a break. Oh, they, they expect you to like set a personal best every time for yourself too. You know, you the know. thing that's really bothered me about the homeschooling is our teachers have done a great job as far as like sending the worksheets home and been available for questions. I know yeah. I've messaged them and, yeah. and asked about when I couldn't figure out <laughs> the second graders English grammar homework. But um, What's bothered me is the lack of school supplies. We paid for all of this at the beginning of the school year, and they're still all sitting at school. Yes, they're all there. We at ran school. out of glue and markers, and I'm like, "Oh, we're not buying more." I know where they're at. Oh, I know. And and to the kindergartner, those are the more important things. You know, those crayons, those markers. That he 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 really wants those glue. items. Glue's yeah, a big thing glue. right now in our house. Yeah, and scissors. Oh. And we need like child size appropriate scissors because they've been using my scissors. Yeah, the adult scissors. And I'm just ready with the Derma Blonde to like clean up any kind of lacerations. I just hope they don't go after each other's hair. That's why I keep hiding the scissors. But yeah, we're homeschooling. We're figuring it out. Our oldest asked if he was a third grader yet, and I was like, <laughs> No, no, we got a few more weeks. But then you'll then you'll move up. I promise, buddy. The uh, the fun thing is the preschooler. She has been like. When, when we announce, that, hey, boys, it's time to do your schoolwork, she's like, I want to do my homework. Mm-hmm. And she clearly doesn't really have any homework. This and is the, the alpha female pup, yes, by the, the way. Yes, the alpha female pup, yes. And she immediately, I want work to do, you know. So we've logged on to some various uh, internet kind of um, educational resources and, and started using it. Well, here you go. You start yours here, honey. Yep. Which has been good. Oh, it has, yeah. Yeah, I can see leaps and bounds in her. And so, I, I mean, there's been some good things come out of it. Like I said, um, I think they're learning. I think they're learning more about us, too. Yeah, I know um, I'm learning about them a lot. And Yeah, so that's how it's going with Wiseman Homeschool. Um, 
I I'm I'm ready to send them back. Yes. When, when it's time. And all of a sudden, the school lunch looks like it's really a pretty cheap option. Oh my gosh! After we pay to feed our own kids three meals a day every day, you think, oh my goodness, how does the school do that? Yeah, the for school. That price? It's a it's like a dollar forty for breakfast and two twenty five for yeah. lunch. Holy jeez! Yeah, our grocery budget is blown. Yes, we have shot that right out of the water here lately. It was like the other day when I went to the grocery store and within 12 hours, they had ate all the bananas. Yes. we A whole bunch we, of bananas. We got a, you said, uh, get, get kind of a larger, uh, you know, It was a big bundle. Them. Yeah. And so I, I think, I think maybe there were seven or eight bananas on it, you know, and uh, they gone. were gone. <laughs> it was gone. Literally eating me out of house and home. It's one of those two, like sometimes I feel a little ashamed when I go up to the cash register and I've got six jugs of milk yeah. and two cartons of eggs and a bunch of bread. Uh, when they were doing the limitations on stuff, I was like, oh, we'll just see if they make me put this back. I'm not hoarding. Really? I'm not. No, I'll be back <laughs> next week. I promise. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So let's talk about the hot tub. So did we have the hot tub when we were at the land? I know it came the next I think week. It came the next week. Yes. Yeah, after we got home. So the hot tub was inspired by a female physician's uh, wellness retreat that I had went on in January mm-hmm. and like revitalized how much I loved hot tubs. I had totally forgotten that part Came back and said, yes, there it was, was not, pretty much an announcement. It was an announcement. So yes. we got said hot tub. We got the electrician. He came and did all the wiring and the hot tub people came and dropped it off. And the first night we got in there and it was, it hadn't heated up all the way. It nope. was 86 degrees. Yep, 86. <laughs> and, and we had uh, three three very happy kids in there who two of them thought it was Olympic size. And they were trying to do the backstroke and trying to swim. And, uh, and we had to have the talk about, you know, we can't dive into this thing. Cannonballs off the side. Yeah. I mean, they still wear their scuba masks and snorkels. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's still like that's on par. like Mandatory. Yes equipment but they have calmed down it's it's still like three shamu in one little tank (laughs) yes but last night for instance we went in and they kind of know like again we're in the hot tub multiple times a day so nighttime hot tub they know that that's like the chill like we're just sitting here talking hot tub And so they're starting to kind of come around on it. And it's been really cool. We've had a lot of really great conversations, which was the whole point besides the the um, therapeutic part of a hot tub. But the whole point of getting a hot tub was to sit around. And so one thing I've been doing each day is we all go around in the circle of the hot tub and say what we're grateful for. And we go until we can't think of anything else. And that's been good. And they just now know and they just snap onto it when I'm like, all right, what are you grateful for? And that's been good. What conversations have you had with the kids that have come out of the hot tub? Oh, we've just talked about like uh, all, you know, when whenever we kind of we don't all get in and out at once. We'll kind of file in and file out, you know, as we and ducklings. so you, you know, yeah, and so you know, it's not unusual to be in there with one of the kids after you and the other two have gotten out, and usually after about two of them get out, one of us gets out to make sure people are getting dressed and not just running around. Naked time. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, we'll we'll get out too. And, and so then, you you know, you just have some one-on-one time. We'll talk about how, how school's going uh, at home. You know, we'll talk about how, 
how uh, behavior, things of that nature. Um, you know, we've been having a lot of talks lately, um, the kindergartner, uh, as far as the behavior chart that you created. Oh, I did create a behavior chart. And uh, hung up on the refrigerator where they... They have a beginning point every day that resets every day. And the beginning point is good. Yes. Everybody starts at good. And that's one thing I told them is that today's a new day. I've totally gone life coach on them. But today's a new day and everybody starts at good. And then they have a clothespin with their name on it. And it moves up or down depending on how the day is going. So if they move up from good, then it's great job. And if they move up from there, it's awesome. And if they move down from good, it's warning, timeout, lose a privilege. Yeah, lose a privilege. And this has spurred some anxiety, unfortunately, oh, yeah. in yeah. people. Yeah, the uh, the kindergartner has really struggled with that. So we've talked a couple different times, you know, uh, conversation one night in the hot tub with him about, you know, no, it's he not. He just said, you know, you I know I'm going to lose a privilege. Yeah, I know, Dad, I know I'm going to lose a privilege. I see this coming in my life. I can, I understand I'm not going to be able to keep it together. Well, so we've talked about that too. Like you don't always stay at good. Like you will fluctuate. Yeah. And, and our oldest is very much that like very competitive, very like super achiever, typical like firstborn. And so he's always aiming for awesome. Oh, Mom, yeah. what can I do to be awesome? What yeah. can I do to get to awesome? And he's even asked me like when he's gone to that, he's like, can we just leave it at awesome for tomorrow? <laughs> Can we just leave it there? The the first night, the first night, uh, they had climbed climbed up one spot, and uh, and the kindergartner was like, "We need to stay up later so that we can climb up to awesome yet tonight." Yes. And uh, the oldest, he was like, "No, no, let's just go to bed. We can start early. We can get ourselves there tomorrow when we have a full day of working towards awesome." Yes. Yes. I also liked it that the first day when you when you presented this chart to them that the that that our oldest he looked at us and he said where's the paper clip for you and dad mom yeah he asked for us and then the alpha female wolf puff she just like is like fuck it i'm out <laughs> she really doesn't care much no. about it you tell her she's got to move it down she's like oh okay <laughs> yeah did bother her one no. bit no so it's it's working two out of three yeah. i mean that's not yeah. bad two out of three is not bad it's 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 a good beginning spot well, and with that too, you know, we've talked a lot about like how COVID has impacted our lives, but really, um, like with farming, it's it's time. It's planting yeah, season yeah. now. And I know you've been getting ready for it for a couple of weeks and then you started actually this week putting seeds in the ground. But talk to our non agricultural friends out there what it's like getting ready for a spring planting season. And 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 I a lot of people will tell you, well, you're a farmer, so you have all winter off. And essentially, that's a nice idea, but it's not really how it works. You spend all your winter um, hauling your grain because you're going to have a couple months of the year where you spend a whole bunch of money on fertilizer, seed, chemical, and you need to kind of get ahead of the game like that. So you you do a, a ton of that stuff over the winter time, And then when you're not doing that, you're getting your, your equipment ready. So that whenever the day comes that you can get to the field, you just roll right out into the field. Well, and you're doing all your paperwork to get taxes done, yes. too. <laughs> yes. There's all kinds of those paperwork things to always do. Well, and stuff for, like, the government, the USDA, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But what's the stuff that you have to get ready 
to get ready for planting season. So uh, like our, our corn and our soybean planter, um, we have a high school kid who's been helping us. He's been really nice, you know, since he, he can help us every day, basically, because he's not in school as far as, you know, physically. And uh, we'll have that kid change oil in the tractors, change uh, fuel filters, air filters. You know, we go through, check the tire pressure on everything, grease the tractors. And then uh, we turn around, we pull out a piece of equipment, we grease it, we check the tire pressure on everything with that. We see what the what the disc on it look like. And does this need change? Does that need replaced? And we, we go through every piece of equipment like that. The corn planter and the bean planter we spend a lot of time on because... Because of technology in it. Yes, yeah. So, so starting your first day of planting takes the same amount of patience that it, it takes for the last five weeks of quarantine with your family, basically. And I think we spent, we pulled the planter into the field to start and one of the monitors would not talk with the other monitor and it's sending over the GPS data in between the two. So I had a conversation with the, with, uh, the, the, the dealer for the one monitor, then the dealer for the second monitor. Actually, I think it wasn't the, the dealer. It was one of his assistants, the guy he has on staff. And then eventually the dealer called me back and I was able to get the two to talk. And then we had a secondary problem. And we ended up spending about four, maybe four and a half hours in the field in the same spot, just trying to get all the, the technology, yeah. yeah, the computer parts of it to all talk together. And what you mean when you're talking about that is that there is a computer system that actually runs the planter and so people know it's not just a machine that puts seed in there's a lot of different components that yes. that planter puts into the ground and then talking to the second computer which is your gps guided system so your navigational yeah. system so you're almost talking about um the equivalent to almost like a pilot you know working several different navigation yeah. systems and making sure that all systems are go which i think is super cool because you know i'm definitely nerdy on this part um on how you guys get it all linked up and how you've brought the farm kind of into the future from before your grandpa just used to eyeball it and put a he would look at a certain fence post down the yeah. field. And that, that to, was driving straight, you know. Yeah, to now where it's within a few inches. Oh, yeah, it's it's sub-inch accuracy pass to pass, and it's completely amazing like that, you know. Talk a little bit about prepping a field before the seeds actually go into the ground. So, uh, you know, before, before you're even out there planting a seed, um, you know, you go out and you're, you spread some kind of a fertilizer usually, some guys will get that custom done by a retailer. Some guys will do that themselves in a buggy. And, uh, you know, again, you, you can have a guidance system on the tractor and you can spread it just as well as what the, uh, what the retailer could as far as accuracy, things of that nature. Um, we go out and we spray uh, like a burn down pass over the field. Um, and what he means by that is to like kill off all the weeds and yeah, the stuff that's been growing over yeah, the winter. Kill off the weeds. The, the so it doesn't compete annuals. with the crop. And uh, then we'll, uh, depending on what kind of source you want to use for nitrogen, we like to use anhydrous ammonia because it's very stable in the ground. 
but it's the gaseous form as, uh, you know, people see the white clouds, I guess you'd say. For my biology chemistry friends, as nitrogen that the plants need. Yeah, liquid, liquid nitrogen is what anhydrous ammonia is. Anyhow, uh, we'll talk about tillage a little bit and, and how then, that's changed. So, uh, used to everybody did a, uh, what would be considered like a, a horizontal tillage, uh, which is kind of where you would slab the dirt over to the side and uh, you kind of worked it a little deeper. And now, now guys do more of a, a vertical tillage where you only work the top two or three inches. It's more, it's more just making a seed bed instead of working more of the profile. And uh, whenever you do that, then it, it warms up the seed bed. So it helps seed germinate quicker, get the seed up, you know, your crops growing a little faster. Um, but with that, it doesn't work the soil near as deep. Um, it's a nice, well, and it's a the nice biggest change that why the change is, is because of it slows down the erosion then. Yeah. It slows down the erosion. Uh, it doesn't move near as much soil, but then those uh, tillage tools do not take out weeds at all practically. And so you do have to make sure you go out and spray a spring burndown pass. Whereas used to with the previous uh, tillage tools, they completely turn the soil over just about. And if you had the weeds there, it wasn't a big deal as far as you just bury them. But then you have to end up making two or three passes. And it took a lot of extra time because, I mean, you could... One pass didn't just kill everything as far as the weeds go. So it took two or maybe two passes across the field and it ate up a lot of extra time, you know, that you could be moving to on to the next piece of property. Well, and I think it's important to note too, because, you know, we're all trying to be a little bit more green, especially since we've seen our planet recover in just the last month and a half, talking about these different types of agricultural sprays, because... I know it's kind of cool that I can see from both worlds, just like we're having antibiotic resistance in medicine. You guys are having weed resistance yeah. with some of your sprays that's, that have been overused. And so talk a little bit about how you do uh, spray chemistries and spray uh, prescriptions. So um, on, on, on our farm, we plant non-GMO corn. And then uh, our soybeans are traded. Now, uh, with the traded beans, you know, then we're using uh, whatever the particular trait is. You know, Roundup is a very common uh, trait. Liberty uh, is a herbicide. It's a glufosinate. That's a weed killer. And uh, Enlist, those are the three big ones. Extend, which is dicamba. Um, those are some of the main in season for like a soybean. But then... Uh, Basically, what's happened is like they've the companies that make these chemistries have residuals, which they looked at years ago, and well, you just use the the killer in season, you're fine. And then once uh, once Roundup resistance became so prevalent, then all these companies realized that these residuals were really what needed to be the backbone, and then the in season things you use are more of just the the secondary, you know, the arm or the leg. And, uh, you know, what you really had to have was those residuals up front. And so we do a lot more of those residuals trying to hold, hold the yeah. uh, weeds so down. So using, it'd be like multi-drug use. And, and yeah. with that too, then you're not using the quantities. No, no, because you can use a lesser rate if you use, um, 
three residuals or two residuals versus just one, one particular, you know. And all these people who thought farmers were just rednecks, we just like did a whole like semester of science right there. There, there is a lot of science in it. So I tell, and I tell the, the boys this because sometimes when we're doing our homework, you know, like dad, I don't want to do this or I'm not, I want to do my homework. I'm like, Hey guys, there are no dummies on the farm. Maybe years ago there were dummies. Then their neighbors who were smarter bought them out or they went under, they couldn't make it. And as things get challenging and times get hard financially, um, you know, kind of the, the fittest survive, so as to speak, the guys who are able to adapt and to figure out how to make things work. And so, no, there's a, there's not, there's not too many people on the farm that are, that are dummies. That's for sure anymore. Yeah. And I think it goes to show like whenever we go to any kind of agricultural meeting too, it's really interesting when we actually do find a younger couple like us oh, yeah. there uh, because it is, it is a kind of a dying breed with it. And so it'll be interesting moving to the future. And I'm just super proud of what you're doing in education and how your dad has, has come along with embracing new technologies and trying things, yes. even though in, at the beginning it's just totally against his being of like, no, we don't do it this way. Yeah. He, he, he was very set that, oh, we have to use this type of fertilizer and, you know, well, there's other options, dad, uh, ways to get nitrogen to corn, you know, and there's other ways to, to try to do uh, tillage and, and, uh, well, he was really big on the, getting the planter set up of auto steer. And, you know, after, after he looked into some things, he really liked those ideas. And so uh, I'm very glad that he's very willing to accept and adapt because there's a lot of guys that are in their sixties that are not willing to, uh, adapt to things. Yeah. And you see them struggling and it's been neat to be on the other side of you getting phone calls and listening to conversations that you're having with neighbors and that sort of thing, um, to try to help them out. And, and with the education that you've gotten, um, it's been cool with that, but let's flip it to my side. So being married to germs, how's yes. that been? <laughs> you know, I, I do keep that in mind. Like when I go see my 90, 91 year old grandmother, I, I think, man, I'm going to stay back and I'm not going to touch, you know, you go, in the, you go in the house and the first thing you do is you walk to the sink in the bathroom and you wash your hands and, you know, you're trying to keep very aware of some things like that, you know. Um, it's like when I made you wear a mask to the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, wore the mask to the grocery store you made us or made me. You know, but I mean, I don't know. It's a, at which by the way, I want to point out was a, we had a, a lady at the CVS tell us, Hey, those are fancy masks because they're uh, the N95 masks. They are. Which is what, which is a, a donation from the farm. Weisman Farms. As, uh, as we use those as our mask of choice when we're cleaning out grain bins because it's so dusty. And so my father, he, he pulled because out a box Because I don't want you to get a uh, grain bin lung. Yeah. We pulled out a box or two and dad's like, here, make these, take these home, give these to your wife, make sure she's got them to use. Yep. Which has been good. You guys have taken care of me with that. It's just a different time, you know, and I know that you've kind of felt this along with me as far as the expectations that's been asked of physicians. Yes. Yes. Um, either being voluntold Told or, to volunteer. or made to feel like soldiers of war, you know, that we've been drafted. 
um, we had conversations about that um, where I came to the conclusion and said no. And um, it's just been interesting. Just in my journey of wellness, how this has come up and, um, you know, still reminding myself that I still have a choice in, in how I practice medicine. Yeah, I think people sometimes just fold into peer pressure way too easy on certain topics. And, you know, the reason I think you see some physicians in places getting sick is because I think that they're probably working them too much. You know, I, I have no doubt that they're asking them to do a whole, whole lot. And the hours they're asking them to put in, expecting them to put in. And, you know, when the people who take care of people when you lose one of those people, those, 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 those professionals, that's a big, big hit, especially in times when you really, really need those. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just look at that and I think, man, this is, you know, you just got to back off on some of these, what you're asking on some of these, uh, you know, these groups. Yeah. So I know we've, we've kind of talked about it and navigated it and kind of really lined out what, the non-negotiables are and what will be taken care of first and what will not be. Um, and trying to look at it from, from that point of view and, um, not having the doctor guilt about wanting to take care of everybody, but being very realistic that there's a finite number of patients for which each of us can take care of. And luckily I work for some great organizations that have plenty of equipment that's very supportive, um, and so, and we're lucky we live in an area where everybody is already, nobody's that close. As well, far and as the yeah, and social and distancing worked here. Yes. Um, has so far anyhow. So far. And you know, there's, there's a lot of projections on what, what it's going to look like, but what I just keep reminding myself is just stay adaptable. And so I just encourage everybody out there too, and that no one really knows. Nobody has the right answers. And if they say they do, they're full of shit. Yeah. I, you see, uh. Maybe a good example on some of this stuff is is uh, every year they tell you get a flu shot and you'll get a flu shot and then some years the flu will be worse than others and you say well why is the flu worse well we we, we just kind of guess what it is and yeah. and our guess was off they don't guess I mean there there is some it, research it's a that good goes into educated it. but it's the best yeah it's the best, best they could do decision that they could make. And I mean, it's it's like this with what's going on right now. These are best decisions that people can make and best projections that anybody can make. But you truly don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interested. But yeah, married to an alpha female. We kind of put it out there for all of our alpha females and then all of the partners out there that oh, yeah. we're hanging there with you. And we know, we know some of those nighttime talks or morning talks have just been interesting as a couple and have been different. Anything else new or exciting you can think of? I don't think off the top of my head I got anything jumping out at me. I joined Twitter. Yes, yes. And you have a follower, too. I have one follower. Uh, are you High Banks Farmer or yes. are you Corn on Corn? Uh, High Banks Farmer. It used to be Corn on Corn. Yeah. Corn on Corn is what I use on a different... Uh, ag okay. ag forum. Okay, high bags farmer is yeah. my one follower right now. So go truth rxs on Twitter. I haven't done anything with it yet, but the gal that I'm working with to manage my content, she's like, you need to be on Twitter. So and and I'm basically on like ag Twitter. 
you know, and we're, so it should be interesting. The other farmers, you know, it should be interesting if any of your ag people come over and hang with me, or any of my uh, doctor people come over and hang with you. <laughs> well, it's always, you know, it's always interesting uh, the crowd that you'll draw occasionally on some things. Yep, exactly. Well, it's been good to sit down with you. It's like what twenty till midnight. Yeah, and uh, we got it done and. We're excited to hear from other alpha females or partners to alpha females. We really enjoy doing this and we'd be excited to get on the phone with another couple or have somebody else tape an episode of married yeah, to an alpha great. female and we'll post it for you for sure. They can tell their, uh, their, uh, their stories, their excitement, you know, share. Exactly. And that it's fun. It's exciting. It's a daily decision <laughs> to stay in. <laughs> And remember, folks, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. Bye. Later. Later.